Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another episode. Thank you for coming back. As always, please like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you listen to us on. Please share share this show with a friend. Um, the handshake agreement is you either subscribe or follow us on any of the platforms you listen to. Share it with a friend, and you get all this content for free. Um, want to thank our sponsors, Cheers and Spirits, and the Arnold Station Plaza in Arnold, Maryland. Great place to pick up uh, some wines that you're interested in. Uh, they're always there. They're always helpful, especially if you don't know what you're looking for like me. Uh, you're always able to go in there and uh, just get a good recommendation from the people in there. Um, so do what I do. Head on into Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza in Arnold, Maryland. Uh, have them recommend you a wine to give as a gift or gift for your significant other. And they will not let you down. And also want to thank Brian Chilling of Long & Foster Real Estate, 145 Main Street, Annapolis, Maryland, 21401. Uh, phone number is 410-263-3400. I've said this before. He's my, he was my real estate agent when we bought this house. And I couldn't have asked for a better experience. Um, you know, when some people ask uh, why they shouldn't just use Redfin or some of those online brokers, and it's because, you know, when you go with a Redfin, they're, they're just going to send someone to let you in the house. They're really not going to be able to tell you anything about the house, about the area, what the uh, local market is like. Whereas when you go with someone like Brian, uh, not only does he have a trained eye as far as what you're looking for when you go in the house. But when you go and actually try and make an offer on a place, um, he's going to try and get you the best deal possible. And when you're selling your place, he's going to price it right. And he's got so many contacts in the industry that you'll have people walking through your home before it even goes on the market. So it pays to go with some experience. So give Brian a call and go check out his website at, AnnapolisHomeExperts.com. So what are we talking about today? Well, going to have a few things to talk about because back to school, of course, um, we're seeing the same, same fun issues that we saw last year with the pickup and drop off lines. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> just when we thought we could get away from stupidity. Well, a we whole, found it. A whole new crop comes in. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's amazing to me. Now I will give them this. Last year, the, how bad the traffic was in and in and around the school was that didn't happen. So, and this, you know, the our neighborhood is. I think the front entrance to our neighborhood is a half mile from the from the school, and traffic would back up so bad from it that you like the cars would be stopped in front of our neighborhood. Like it was just better just park and walk. This year that didn't happen though, so I'll give them that because they kind of figured that out. But you still have the the people getting out of the cars, the people who whose kids put their they put the kids' backpacks in the trunk of the car, and then the kids are in their ejection seat, safety seat, you know, car seats, and their you know nineteen point harnesses that need to be extracted from there. And then the kids get out, and then the backpacks are in the trunk, and they're just holding up the line. So uh, I've always been a strict, you know, hey. Slow down, tuck and roll, kid. Right. <laughs> like, I, I just find, I find it hysterical that 
you're going to put your kid in the car pickup line. But you have to take the backpack off the kid? Like, you can't even let him take his own backpack off? Yeah. Like, that... Yeah. Like, so... They're taking the backpack off the kid, carrying the bag for the kid, opening the door for the kid. Why not just pick him up and put him in the seat while you're at it, mm-hmm. and then do all the buckles? You know, it's like, are you gonna not teach your kid how to do anything for themselves? No, no, no. We're gonna do everything for him. Yeah. So because well, because how else you'd be codependent with your kid? <laughs> well, true, <laughs> true. I, and you know some of it is that like they're really like oh well what if it was a miracle baby and they're just so happy to have them or it's their last baby going through elementary school and they just want to have all the time yeah and look I get it right however once you pull onto the property of the school traffic's not moving that fast right so even when mine were now, I have a little, little one who's going in there, to, who's starting there now, but when the oldest one was little, little, and I pull up, like, all right, I, I, we do the old airborne thing. You know, <laughs> stand up, hook up. Right. <laughs> and it was pretty much like, stand up, get your backpack on, and we'd be pulling through the drive-thru, and he'd be standing on the, you know, and the second I could, they were like, stop, open the doors, I was like, all right, go. It was a game, like it was, you know, right. um, and like you know, if I had a couple of his friends with him from the neighborhood that would go, they would be, you know would be like stand up, hook up, shuffle to the door, and they all do it. It was fun. So, um, but that's how we. And they were in kindergarten, and first grade. Right. They survived. The funny part was if, if they go into the classroom singing it, and the teacher's like, "What the heck? What are you going to war?" Yeah, but I mean, like you have a kindergartner now. Like this is your last one going through kindergarten. Yeah. He's able to walk to the car by himself. He gets in the car by himself. Yeah, he straps himself in. He gets himself in. Yeah. Like a kindergartner. Yeah. There are some fourth and fifth graders oh, yeah. that are getting the full princess and prince treatment. Yeah. At some point, you have to be like, child, get in the car. Yes. Uh, there was a, a last year, there was a lady that her video went viral. And she was complaining about this whole thing. And she's like, child, I'm not stopping for you. (laughs) I was like, right on. I was like, don't. (laughs) But other than that, I mean, school opening, it it seems to have gone well. At least with my my kid seems to like it. Likes their class. Likes the teachers. All all this crap. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that. Mine being boys don't tell me anything. Sure. Well. How's school? Fine. Okay. (laughs) And me being a dude doesn't ask further so <laughs> then my wife asked me like what well, how was the first day of school they said it was fine well what else did they say they said it was fine okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like do you didn't ask anything else nope nope because <laughs> if he wanted to volunteer more information he would have and then the littlest one like at preschool we pick him up how was your day of school i don't want to talk about it <laughs> okay <laughs> right right you be in your mood you be yeah. in, i see you need to calm yeah. down okay okay. G- okay grumpy cat right <laughs> now i've got daughters so i get i hear like my entire three minute to five minute ride home is all chatter all right. the time i don't ask questions it's just coming at me yeah which is great but then my wife asked me she's like so how how, how do they do like she's texting me because she's still at work yeah how, how did it go and i'm like fine yeah so like i'm giving her the answers your boys are giving to you yeah and she's like well did she say anything 
Probably. She said a lot of things. She, right. There was a lot coming at me that I just didn't. I just didn't download. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't get it all. <laughs> like I feel like I need like one of those court stenographers to like take notes for me. Yeah. So I can read it later. Because, Let the record reflect. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I. It's just it's like all the information at once. It's almost like when the kids are like three or four, and like you, they go to preschool or whatever, and you get it all. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Boys and girls, probably you get you just get it. It just comes out like a yeah. big old all of it. And it's like uh huh uh huh because you know none of it, it, it. It's fine. Teddy bears and rainbows. That's what yeah. preschool is. Now it's like I, I'm trying to pay attention. Like she's telling me about some new girl that's in class. Uh, they did some math, and she's trying to tell me the math. And like you'll. You're in third grade at this point. You're beyond my math level, right? Now, I, you know, I was okay at math, but not this kind of math. Right. Like, like my older daughter tries to like, she asked me for help on her homework, and I was like, oh sure, no problem, I'll help you out. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, uh, uh, I'm, I got to tap out here. I got to <laughs> tap out. This is beyond me. I don't even know what's going on here. Like, you got three different variables in here. Like, this X and Y is gone. It's like X, Y, Z, Q, and S. Impossible. Yeah. It doesn't have a solution. Doesn't have a solution. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? If you fail, you fail. I understand. All yeah. right. <laughs> like it was a good run. I always want to tell them like, you're never going to need this <laughs> ever. It yeah. depends. I mean, they could need it. I mean, it helps with like figuring out problems later on in life. I, I know I, no one's writing down the x six times whatever equals y seven. No one's writing that down. But you kind of figure out. Okay, I need to make a connection here. It, it, the concepts think, kind of carry, don't they? I think the most compu- complicated math you're ever going to use is like, would be like, maybe the same variable on either side of an equal sign on an equation. So is the variable is the same, or, but probably not even that. It's probably like the most complicated math I use is like speed time distance. Right. That's the most complicated I ever get, right. get to. And for most things, like I got a buddy who's an airline pilot. The most complicated thing he does is, aside from like center of gravity, mm-hmm. which is all just moment arms and stuff like that, is is uh, fuel burn. So it's like, okay, we're going to use this burn to this at this setting to this altitude. Then we're going to be at this setting. So it's like, okay, if people flying airplanes are only using that, like, okay, I'm good. I'll survive. So we speaking of math, like we went to back to school night at the middle school because we got a middle schoolers now, and we go and first period's math. I'm like crap, I gotta start with math right away. Yeah, you know, it, like think I'm gonna get a quiz right. He's just gonna slide it over and say, okay, let's see what you got. The irritable bowel starts. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting the grumbles already, and so somehow I forgot how it came up because of course I only half heard stuff, but he was like. Oh, someone asked about calculators. And he was like, oh, well, they're not going to use calculators. And my mind was just like, what are you talking about? You're going to make them all do it all in their head? Yeah. Like, old, are we doing, like, old hieroglyphic style? I'm like, damn. Like, this guy's no joke. He's going to teach them actual math at this point with no calculator. I can't do anything without a calculator. Mm-mm. I can barely add and subtract without a calculator yeah. at this point. I'm, I'm that, my, my brain has regressed that much. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I, I almost felt like I was gonna, I was gonna go back to my daughter that night and just be like, "It's good while it lasted." Yeah, you're effed because <laughs> she's like in that advanced math. Yeah. And I was like, this guy was like, "We're gonna do a topic a week, 
and there's a quiz every week. And sometimes there's a quiz on a Tuesday and you're going to do another subject and do another quiz on a Friday. I'm, I'm just like, she definitely got her smarts from her mom because this is not me. <laughs> you have to get angry. Right. Like, screw you, buddy. I'm doing any of this. <laughs> right. right. For, like, I was getting, like, like, he was doing it to me. Like, right. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, nope. <laughs> I'll have you know, sir, I'm doing none of this. Right. Well, that, well, yes, sir, because we're here for your kid. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I just and then like I I didn't like, middle school I guess has just changed because as we kept going from teacher to teacher to they're just like and we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this I'm like I don't think I did any of this shit till high school yeah like, I, what what are we doing here I just remember how much I hated middle school oh yeah like I hated every minute of it um so I, I in fact when I think back like I don't have one single like fond memory of anything that occurred in middle school now there's stuff that happened during that time frame that was fun and cool but nothing actually in the school building or involving the school so like i hated i seriously hated every minute of it i was not a fan yeah um just like i don't know if i'm a fan of this bourbon what is it which one is this one we are drinking the ragged ranch signature bourbon i like it it's not bad um, it's just the Virginia straight bourbon whiskey. It's good juice. <laughs> it's a 90 proof. It's not a very high proofer. I'm getting a, I get a weird taste on right off the bat when I, when I put it on my tongue. So I'm going to try, I'll try another sip in a bit, but I don't know. This one's iffy out right now on me. See, I'm drinking it on the rocks, which I normally drink it neat. So maybe the rocks are just, I'm not picking up everything I normally would. So Maybe. I, I mean, I, I've drinking this on the rocks before, but I mean, obviously, it's at the it's almost at the same level as the Four Roses, and I've been I I kind of swig off of that every once in a while. Yeah, I've been heavy onto the uh, what the old Forester eighty six. Mm-hmm. I've been knocking back that low proof. I've almost kicked a bottle of it. Wow, which I mean, look, the bottle's been there for like five months, yeah. but um. One of the reasons I started drinking it was because a friend of ours gave me another bottle of it. So I'm like, well, I, I can't have two in the house, right? So I'm going to start drinking this. Um, I've really been, like, I forgot how much I like the low-proof Old Foresters. Um, and I do like the Old Forester 100, too. See, I haven't really messed with bourbon at all since we did the taste test episode. Mm-hmm. And mainly it's because it's summertime and I'm at the pool all summer when I'm, and it, it, that's just beer time. Yeah, it's hard to, like, so, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that, like. I'm I'm not much of a summer bourbon person. Yeah, and I don't know why. It's light and refreshing. Like it should, it could be a. You summer could also thing. mix it with things like ginger ale. Yeah, I haven't mixed much. I think now that we've been drinking it, kind of like straight. Yeah. I feel like mixing it's kind of like, I think I think the the manliness kind of like. Well, I don't want to. I'm not going to mix it. I've been drinking straight. I can. See, you know. I love a bourbon mule. What's in the mule? What's the mixer in the mule? A mule is ginger beer and lime. Okay, so you could you could probably do ginger ale and lime and kind of. Oh yeah, well, so we call that a Stalingrad mule. So like a there's a Moscow mule, which is, and then we'd use just Tito's and diet ginger ale. <laughs> so. so Tito's is vodka though. Yeah, yeah, but a mm-hmm. bourbon mule is just a Moscow mule, but it's bourbon instead of vodka. All right, you're so, wait, you're. Your knowledge on the the drinks are way above me. Yeah, but I I really enjoy. But the problem is, ginger beer has 
a shitload of calories in it. Like it's even Sugar. it's even more so than ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Now they make diet ginger beer, which eh. So, but yeah, no, I really I was a big I was big into mules for a while. I never got so big that I had the copper mule cups, mm-hmm. but I did get pretty big into them for a little bit there a couple of years ago. I may and, try this with ginger ale. Just to give it a try. Yeah. See if I like it. Um, but yeah, I I was doing, I brought, I was drinking the diet ginger, no, yeah, it was diet ginger ale with just a uh, bullet, and it was fine, so. Speaking of school, let's go back to school for a minute. So, I probably did the dumbest thing I could have ever done in my life. So last spring, when my youngest was playing softball, one of the members of the PTO board had a daughter on our team. Nice lady. Very nice. And the the, the president of the PTO was leaving. Her two-year term was up. She wasn't going to do another term. And so... She was like, you should do it. You should be the PTO president. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And I held off and I held off for weeks and weeks and weeks. And finally, we got to the summer, like right to the end of the season. And she was like, nobody's signing. No one's volunteering to do it. You should do it. She goes, it's not that much work. It'll be fine. And I'm like, so I talked it over to my wife. I was like, do you think we got the time commitment? Can we do you think we can do this? And Because there are going to be some nights I got to go to meetings and whatnot. And she's like, well, I think you'd be all right. And so I volunteered to be the PTO president. I'm probably the only guy in America. Everyone probably thinks you're gay. Probably. I could, <laughs> I should, I could play that up. Yeah. Like, you walk into a meeting, hey, <laughs> let's get this meeting started. <laughs> Party people. <laughs> like, I know your wife. Right, right. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a, bu- I'm butch, all right? <laughs> She's a beard. Right. <laughs> um, and so, first, first month or so was fine, because in the middle of summer, nothing's going on with school anyway. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we got to do this. And hey, we got to do this. And hey, we got to do this. And oh, by the way, we got to fundraise. And all and like whirlwind, right? Yeah. And then my my least strength is reading and learning rules <laughs> and regs. So mm. I've had to like read this booklet on how to run meetings. And do they do all the stupid parliamentary procedures? Yes, you got to do the first and the seconds and well, all this other stuff. I, I don't understand. Like, so I'm I sit on some boards and stuff like that, and it's like they're doing all. We all know each other here. I second that. Anyone? I. Uh, <laughs> can we just leave? It's not 18th century Britain. Right. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, we're just, we're pretending now. Yes. Like, where's my wig? <laughs> yes. Like, with powder on it. Because this is dumb. Like, give me, let's just leave. We're, I don't need someone to, no one wants to be here anyway. Yeah. And now I have to get someone to second the motion to leave, mm-hmm. to adjourn. Let's just leave. Right. Yeah. I, I don't like that. And so, and the, being the only guy on the on the board, and there's four other ladies, and they're all very nice. Uh, plus the principal, who's a lady, very nice, and the mm-hmm. vice principal is a, is a guy, also very nice. Um, 
I've got to remember a lot of times, like, some of them are friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and some I just met, and they're very nice, though. And I can't just be like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is dumb. Right? Or, like, it, like, there are certain things, I guess, like, the past president took care of. But no one bothered to tell me that they did it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I should do it. And so it's like, how was I supposed to know? Like, like I didn't pay attention to anything the PTO did before this. Right. So why would I know it's supposed to happen now? So, for example, like, the other day, they were like, oh, we're going to... Are we having the the family fun fall day? What's that? So last year was a thing, like, the kids could go play games at the school. And they had the Kona ice truck. And the kids could play, like, the fun games. And it was a pretty neat thing. And I guess they had the vendors there as well. Um, and I, I remember going, but I didn't put two and two together that it's like a PTO thing. Mm-hmm. And so when she said it, I was like, oh, that was, that was a good time. Uh, who sets that up? You do? <laughs> she, and they were like, well, there were two ladies that do it, but they're not going to do it unless someone reaches out to them. And in the back of my mind going, I'm like, well, why doesn't anyone reach out to them? And then they're all probably looking at me going, because that's you, you dumbass. You're <laughs> supposed to reach out to them. Like, how am I supposed to know that? Yeah. Um. So it's just stupid stuff like that. It's just like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I think the expectations are a little bit high outside of me. Like <laughs> me, I know what my expectations are of me. Right. Like I'm doing it because no one else signed up to do it. Yeah. Right. So when there's, it's like kind of like when you get elected with no under, no other candidates around. Does anyone really expect that much from you? Right. Because it wasn't like you had competition. I mean, a ham sandwich could have got elected here. Right. Like, you got in by default. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's like, if a ham sandwich ran against me, I would have backed out and let it win. <laughs> Food for the ham sandwich. Yeah, I, 100%. <laughs> but, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to, because I get, I get it. The kids are who benefit from this. And the teachers, and you want teachers to stay. You don't want teachers to leave. So I'm trying to do my best to make this thing work, but as soon as my like, I'm not even three months into my first year, and you're waiting for the second. One I can't end. wait for the end of my second year because I will be out so quick. Well, that's so. You know, you see all these movies where it's like the underlying plot of the movies, like <clears throat> the one mom running for PTO against the other one, <laughs> like like bad moms, like that's part of the plot of bad mom, and I'm. I'm like nobody volunteers to run for anything. No, you know, like I don't understand how. <clears throat> like nobody wants to do these things, so I don't like the people that do do it. It's cool because like those people are like the ones that are going to step up, like step into the breach and handle it. Um, we had a problem. I think we talked about this maybe on the last episode about you know the baseball. They had enough coaches for they had enough kids to make X amount of teams and no one volunteered to coach them. And I'm like, this is nuts. So then I'm already coaching a uh, a team. I'm like, I'll do it. And it's like, no, I'm already doing one. Someone else can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are people that have much better baseball pedigrees than I do that could certainly step up and coach a team, but it's like, this is insane how these people just want to get, they just want to drop their kids off and roll. But they'll also so, be the first to complain that you fucked up. Absolutely. 
But I have the, I hold the Trump card. Mm-hmm. You could answer the same email I did. Yet here we are. <laughs> right. So now the team I'm co- the head coach of they're awesome. Like they're like the kids have so much fun, and I'm like, thank God because I'm like I think I think I was more nervous than they were. You know so. Um, because I've coached T-ball and assisted on rec, but this is like the first like baseball team I've had. So you were probably watching the the Tom Amansky video, yeah. in, on VHS <laughs> just to get you ready, <laughs> and then like thinking like, hmm, or I'm going to end up like Tom Hanks in League of Their Own, <laughs> 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 Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it. But I was just shocked with like no one here. Now they eventually had people, but again. The guy that stepped up to coach coaches everything. And it's like, he shouldn't have had to step up to coach this. Right. There are other people who could have stepped up and done this. But, you know, he and I were like, and then some other dads like stepped up when they saw him. So I was able to kind of take more of a of, of a support role than a pri- than a lead role. But it's like, it, it, this shouldn't have taken the, the two guys that volunteer for everything to get other people to, to come in. Right. So. Yeah. And unfortunately, I mean, I think people get complacent, right? So when I, I we had a, a a fall cleanup day at the school, and we put it out there. Now, granted, it was the Sunday before school started, mm-hmm. because we, and the reason why we figured most people would be home, right? And we basically said, look, we're going to be up there from nine to eleven. Come up with rakes. Leaf blowers, weed whackers, your hands. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Come up, help us out. Half hour, 15 minutes, an hour, two, all two hours. Great. I don't care. Any of it. Just yeah. come. Now, we got 400, roughly about 450 families that send kids to the school. Mm-hmm. 26 people showed up. Now, when I say families, you figure of those families, I'm going to guess that maybe half two parent so you probably got six seven hundred people adults mm-hmm. you probably got say another hundred in kids that could have shown up so let's say you got 800 people to only get 26 people to show up baffled my mind mm-hmm. and of course so then i, I go online because at the point I was, I was just steamed at that point, and I'm new to this, right? I'm not, exa- I wasn't exactly a uh, a huge volunteer before this, um, but my wife was, so at least someone from our family did something. Yeah. <clears throat> and so basically, I, I kind of went online. And I was like, "Hey, look, here are the numbers. We got 455, 450 families. We had 26 people show up. I said that's less than one percent." show up for this thing. I was like, even if we had 2%, that's 50 people. We get double the work done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, if you can make it, make it like, like don't think you're not needed. Cause that's the thing. Everyone thinks that they're not needed. If, if whether it be baseball or softball coach or someone else to do it. Yeah. It's all, they always think someone else will do it. Well, and the problem with like baseball is somebody else always does it. Right, but the, the somebody else is often the same somebody else all the time. Yeah, so they're like, oh well, you know, someone will do it. Well, that's why, and we'll then do, that's what it was this fall cleanup. Yeah, it's the same families that do it. Yeah, 
So, it, so then I was like, I, after I wrote it and I, I put it out there, I was like, I, I even tried to take some of the blame, right? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry it was late notice. I'm sorry. The, I, I'll do better next time. Part of it's on me. I'll make sure it's better. I'll make sure, whatever. And, and, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, fucking horse shit. There's no way you couldn't tell me there weren't 26 other people that weren't doing shit at that time mm-hmm. that couldn't have shown up. My question is this, though. Why do you guys even... Does, doesn't the county... Shouldn't the county be doing that? No. Why would they? Like, I mean, now I know for a fact that, like, grounds is part of the facility's maintenance budget. Like, it's in there. Mowing. Is. Yeah. So Mowing. Mow not, it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, the pro So... I, and I've watched the different county, mm-hmm. but I've watched the county mowers come through and they just mow every, everything. Like that Jamie Johnson song, Mowing Down the Roses. Yeah. That's them. Yeah. And I'm cool with it because mm-hmm. that's just one less stupid plant for me to take care of. Yeah. So we were like weed whacking some of the weeds that were in the concrete because mm-hmm. they don't take care of that. Yeah. Uh, we, we turned the mulch in like a memorial bed, which mm-hmm. th- that was kind of another thing i was pissed off about like this is supposed to be a memorial which one is that where is that so it's the one right outside the front doors it's where the benches are and like the learning in the lending library yeah so like people can sit there under a tree and it's supposed to be a memorial um and there's three benches that were gifted from other from three fifth grade classes Mm -hmm. and there's a mulch bed underneath it and there's like the wood that surrounds it like an enclosure right Mm -hmm. the woods warped as fuck the mulch is paid for by the PTO. It's not maintained by the county or the school. Right. Um, the benches aren't maintained. The exterior of the building, for fuck's sake, isn't made. There's a there's a no trespassing and warning sign on the build on the building. Mm-hmm. You can't read half of it. It's worn off. The gates to the back entrance, the the metal posts that go into the ground are half rusted away. Oh, those big things that swing to block it off. Yes. Yeah. They're half rusted away, and it's like, if you don't take care of this stuff, you're going to end up having to replace it, which is yeah. going to cost millions more. And it seems to me like that's the mentality of this county and the school, is we're just going to build it, let it fade away for 25 to 30 years, and we'll just build another one. Yeah. Whereas if you just took care of this one... You wouldn't have to build the other one. You wouldn't have to. Like, we went inside and did a tour of the inside... There's like whole mark. There's holes in the vinyl flooring. Vinyl flooring is cheap as fuck. You're telling me you couldn't have ripped. You can't rip this out during winter break. Mm-hmm. It, it basically, you got a week. You tell me you can't rip this out and lay new vinyl tile. And that building's new enough. There shouldn't be any asbestos in it. No, there's none. Yeah, no, no. It's I'm, not like it was built in 1950, and it, the floors are asbestos, and the walls are asbestos. The like walls everything. are cinder block. Yeah, the walls are the the floor. I mean, I'm sure that vinyl floor has been replaced in the last six years. Mm-hmm. But now it has holes in it. Yeah. Fucking replace it. Vi- like I said, you're talking about vinyl tiles. They probably cost like seven cents a pop. They, the, through the whole floor, maybe a thousand? Yeah. Um, yeah it, like the PTO supplying new chairs for the teacher's lounge. Like the county's not going to provide that. Mm-hmm. The, school, the school's not providing that. Yeah. Like what the fuck are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to the exterior of the building, they don't manage the trees, the bushes, the the, the landscaping is done on the cheap as yeah. far as like, so like they got like a bush with an enclosure, but it's got that crap green 
trim mm-hmm. that goes around it. No, it, it looks like garbage. So if the zero turn can't get to it, it's not getting done. It's not getting, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it only gets all weedy because yeah. the mower's not weed, the, cutting the weeds the up. The zero turn can't chop the bush down. <laughs> and then the other thing, like, you look at it, we have no grass anymore. It's all weeds and crabgrass. Well, that field is garbage. Right. Well, it's not only, so that field is actually run by the county. Okay. The, once you once you take like three steps away from that soccer net that or, or that uh, the backstop from the softball or baseball mm-hmm. field, that's school. So the the school's mowing contract should be taking care of that. Mm-hmm. But it's just a mowing contract. Yeah. There's no. I was like, because I asked the vice principal, I was like, when was the last time this was like aerated and seeded? Yeah. <laughs> Never. Yeah. We're just so I think their 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 methodology is we're just going to let the weeds take over. At least it's green. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, you, this is good. There's, there's an old saying in sports. Look good, feel good. Feel good, play good. Mm-hmm. Right? Part of, The first part's look good. Yeah. If the school doesn't look good, one, you got teachers going in thinking they work in a shithole. Yeah. So that their attitude is going to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to go in thinking, not only are they kids, they probably don't think too much about it, but it's like if you gave them a nicer environment, Mm-hmm. Maybe they'd be more up to learning. Like they have a more positive attitude. Yeah. Now, how much does that really affect things? I don't really know. Yeah. But for fuck's sake, at least for the teachers, make it not look like an asylum on the inside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I walked in. I got these off-white walls. The only color on it is because the principal, uh, she found some money, or she found like a grant to do an artist. In mm-hmm. residency, and they painted the wall by the library, which looks amazing. But she had to get a grant outside; yeah. like it wasn't from the school board. She had to go get a grant for it. Yeah. They they had I think a teacher painted one of the walls with a rainbow. Just uh-huh. to, it, it just added some color. It makes it look a lot nicer. But the rest of the school is basically asylum gray. Yeah. Well, it's well. I mean, if you look, there's a meme that went around, and I follow a lot of teacher stuff just because of my wife and what she does. But like. It says government funded classroom and it's like a desk and nothing. It says teacher funded classroom and it's all, and the money is true. The money that my wife puts out for her students and for her classroom, like, why that? We pay taxes. Why isn't the, they, why aren't they using it? Oh, wait, because we have to pay hyperinflated salaries of administrators and people at the top. And that's 100% true. Yeah. Now, this new superintendent is demoting people and getting rid of positions so i'll i'll give oh, is him he, oh, is he really i haven't yeah. heard about that yep but Good for um, him though yeah because it's like you, you look at baltimore city baltimore city, city spends more money per student than anyone in the state and it's like you know super much like they're top five in the country yeah by the way. year over year they're top five in the country yeah, but per, it all it, per student yeah but it all goes to administration, administrative salaries, little stupid units they create. I'm sure a bunch of it gets stolen. Oh yeah, you know there's all kinds of fraud and stuff going on and kickbacks. So like, put the money where it needs to be in teacher salaries, facilities, equipment for the students. That's where it needs to be. Not to sp- pay some curriculum specialist, no, to go to a conference in Las Vegas, or or the fifth highest transportation department guy who's making one hundred and twenty grand a year. Yeah, 
You don't need five people in the transportation department to make five to make hundred grand. I'm sorry, yeah. you don't. Yeah, maybe the top guy, maybe yeah. his deputy. Mm-hmm. The rest of you, you're capped at a hundred. Yeah. Um. It, it's amazing to me. And the other thing that this superintendent is doing is he's trying to raise teacher salaries. Mm-hmm. And the, here's the reason why. So one, I heard that. The state of Maryland is almost is mandating a, a minimum level of pay for teachers. Mm-hmm. But the other one, he looked at the surrounding counties, and there's I think Baltimore County, Howard County, Montgomery County, no, not Montgomery, uh, PG County, Calvert County, and Kent County. They all had higher pay than us. Yeah, and Montgomery County does too. Well, Montgomery County pays a ton. Yeah, but it's and. The other thing is all those counties touch Anne Arundel County. Right. So you could come here and start out at what sixty or whatever uh, it I don't is. Think it's that even high. at fifty six, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. We go to work in Montgomery and make eighty. Right. So you put up with this shitty traffic or you just and a lot of these people, these new teachers, they're fresh out of college. Okay, go live in you know, with go live in at an apartment in Bethesda with a couple of your girlfriends and have fun and go to DC on the weekends and do whatever. Like, of course they're going to do that. Like what? Well, I think the disparity was so much like it wasn't that close. Yeah. So it wasn't like, well, you can go with a higher cost of living in Montgomery County or Howard County, or you can go to Anne Arundel and, and, the amount you have to pay on rent is roughly the same, or, or the amount you have after rent is roughly the same. Yeah. Because you're making less here, but the the rent was less here. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you still have the same amount of money in your pocket. Yep. Or or less, right? So I got to admit, when they got rid of the last guy, I I was neither here nor there, right? This guy, I mean, now that I know he's trying to trim out the the board edu- board of education budget mm-hmm. at the top, yeah, at the top of the administration, I'm all for that. He seems to be raising teacher pay as fast as he can because he's got to go through the county council and get the county's approval on that. Yeah, and that's not always easy, mm-hmm. but he he's at least trying, and yeah. I appreciate that. Um, and then. At least from what I've seen, he's at least making tours of the schools. So yeah. he he just went to our elementary school. Mm-hmm. He's been to other schools. He went to yeah. he went to the middle school. He, he's making the rounds at least. He's not mm-hmm. just sitting in his in his office. He's visible. The other guy, I don't remember seeing him do all this. No. Um. So, you know, it, everyone was like, "Oh, he's coming from Kansas City." What is he? Look, man. It, as far as the year and a half he's been here, I don't have a negative to say about about the guy. And the other big thing. And he's doing this before the Maryland state mandate. He changed the reading program. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this from that Soul to Story podcast. Oh, yeah. And this year, so this wasn't, the full change wasn't supposed to happen until next year. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, quietly, they've kind of told the teachers we're not using the old method. And they also, they're also changing the math curriculum, too. Yeah. That's, so, that's a new one. I hadn't heard yeah. about that, but the reading one was the one that got me the most. That they they were not going to use guided reading. Yeah, like they weren't supposed to transition out of it until next year. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I, apparently, it came from him that, hey, this did, ain't on the books, but we're not doing this. Did you listen to the so speaking of sold a story? They did a 
up. She did an update. Yeah. Did you listen to that episode? I didn't yet. Okay, so I did. It's wild. So one of the big problems is that, like everything else, the two competing methods to teach kids how to read have become politicized. Shocker. Yeah, naturally. And so, the um, the uh, guided reading, whatever, uh, Fontes and Pinnell. Lucy Calkins, Lucy Calkins, Heinemann Publishing has become the progressive one, and phonics is the conservative one. So, if you identify as progressive, you can't support the more effective program because that's not doesn't match the ideology. It is so. I'm like, so you're allowing your stupid ideology to impact how children are educated like right this like, is ridiculous you, you would rather handicap a kid through life than give up this political talking point yeah like well they're that's proven shocking that. they're already proven that but that's shocking yeah. to me yeah it's like these other states and now don't worry we live in a blue state mm. like a very blue state like the bluest of the blue Close. The fact that we had a Republican but governor. For, we're not Massachusetts. It, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. We're California. We're New York. Yeah. We're, we're not there. We're close. We're like junior level. I don't even know if we're New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, this it, it, this was the state legislator that did it. And maybe they did it under Hogan. Maybe this was Hogan's doing. Mm-hmm. But the state passed that law back in 2020. Okay, so that would be Hogan then. Yeah. It was either 20, 2020 or 2021. And, but it was, but it was, it was all blue in the House and the Senate. Yeah, from from the state, like they're the ones that passed it. Now maybe he kind of did a handshake deal to get it done, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, or maybe it's just bipartisan. Maybe they actually, maybe politicians did something actually right for the kids. It's, hey, a broken clock's right twice a day. So right, I don't care how it happened, <laughs> yeah. but it happened. Um, and the kids are going to benefit. Yeah, and I'm all for that. Look. I'll call out any politician who does wrong by people, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to praise them when they do something right. Yeah, and don't remember, uh, it's just I mean, so rare that they actually do anything. Oh right. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is why we don't praise anyone yeah. often, right? I mean, come on. Um, but I mean, as far as this superintendent goes, I really don't have anything bad to say about the guy. Uh-uh. In fact, I'm, I'm, look, I shouldn't even put it in that negative term. I think he's done a good job. Yeah. And until he does something that proves me that wrong that he hasn't done a good job, I'm going to keep saying he's done a good job. Yep. Um. And like I, I, and I mean you you kind of have an ear in the school just like I do mm-hmm. in the in the schools. You know, yeah. I really haven't heard much bad. I, I haven't heard like normally. There's always rumblings of something bad from decision making or whatever. Now I've heard of, of of issues lower than him that he probably wouldn't know about, yeah. like a department level or something. It, you know, someone's mismanaging something, but yeah. he probably doesn't even know because it's so far so not f- beneath him. But it's it's he's so far removed from it. Yeah, it, 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 it he never get no one's reporting it up that high. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hear about some stuff in that regard, but as far as the distance he's made and the stuff that he's trying to push, now granted the so the state might have mandated some of this stuff to be put in place later than now mm-hmm. but i give him credit for doing it early yeah and i give him credit for trying to increase the pay whether he did it because it's going to be a state mandate or whether it's just because he 
Yeah, he realized we were losing teachers and good ones, and not the like we we could have been pulling in newer ones, but we were losing the season ones. And yeah. look, I'll be the first one to say teachers that have stuck around and done poor jobs should be let go. But the reality is you lose a lot of the good ones that just get fed up mm-hmm. when they don't feel appreciated. Yeah. And that's the same way in any industry. Yep. And so for him to do something to at least stem the tide, um, by just, I mean, he's giving retention bonuses for people that stay even yeah. because I don't, I don't think they gave him all the money in the steps that he wanted. So it's like, screw it. I got this extra money over here. And he works it out with the union. Yeah. And, yeah, as much as I dislike unions most of the time, I feel like this union, at least now, has started to step up for its employees. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, but I also think that the union probably didn't have much pull in this regard. I think he had to do it. Right. Because he was just going to lose teachers. Well, I don't understand why the union isn't going after him. Like, hey, you, like, you have to pay more. We're... People can easily walk. They can make more money working from home. Right. Like, when McDonald's is paying $15, $17 an hour. It's 17 Starting 17 Starting 17 Dunkin' Donuts is 17 starting. Yeah. When when DD is paying that, mm-hmm. and to start out as a year one teacher is 56 so you're only... You and, know, it, and it ain't nine to five. Yeah. No. Like, and, a, so many, and that's one of the, the, the things, like... It, it, irritates me so much when i hear people that don't know anyone it's like oh they only work from eight to two and they have summers off and blah blah you should see the way these these people work it is not one of these like like things and the money the the effort they put in to making a good experience for these kids that's not required of them they go above and beyond it whether it's time money Money and time. You know how many classrooms I've set up? You know, like, that's all stuff like, I'm not get, like, we're not being compensated for my time. You know, and, right. like, the boys come in and help do stuff. Like, they're not doing stuff in their classroom. Well, and it's, so, not, it's not just that you're helping to do something in the classroom. It's that you're taking time away from your home. Yeah. Like, no one's, you're not getting compensated for that. Your wife's not getting compensated no. for that. Mine doesn't get compensated. Yeah. Like, Everyone just expects it to be done for free. Yeah. Oh, they do that. They, they, but, then they do it. They, but then they go and they shit on them. Right. Every chance they get, they say, oh, and we're this far behind and that far behind. One of the, the worst things that, so all this testing, first of all, it's all bullshit. Second of all, we test, in the United States, we test everybody. So when they say, oh, X percent of high school seniors are not proficient, yeah, because we tested all of them. In France, once they hit 15, they either get put on a college track or a, like, trades you know, track. Trades or, like, you're going to learn how to, like, not be in jail track. Right. They only test the college track kids. Right. They don't test the other ones. We test the kids that come here that don't speak English, that don't know how to read and write in Spanish. And we're expecting them to pass a reading and writing test in English? Right. They don't speak English. I mean, you're talking if a tenth grader comes from Mexico or from another country. Let's say it's not Spanish. Let's say they're coming from China, wherever yeah. they come from. They're here legally. Everything. Yeah. 
They go to the public school. They can't speak English. They're pr- some of them are illiterate in their own language. Yeah. But they get tested, and that zero or that ten of out of a hundred yeah. counts against the average. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Places like Baltimore City, I mean, you're you're passing. What was it? Ninety five percent pass with zero. Yeah, but but and then Baltimore City, like those kids have never been outside of West Baltimore. Yeah. So they know how to speak English. Right. You know, so there's no reason why, like, anything, like, when you have the kid that comes from a foreign country and is illiterate in their own language, but then the very next year is not only, like, literate, they're now speaking English and reading and writing English, well, they did it. Baltimore City school budget couldn't couldn't do it. Right. So, you know, it's it's definitely, but that first year they're here, those numbers are all the special ed kids. They're tested. Other countries don't test them. You know, they're testing their best and the brightest. So it's like, let's have a big track race to see who the fastest people are. Jamaica sends Usain Bolt, and we send, the United States sends me and you. Right. Like, who's got the fastest, the, the, the lowest overall times? Not us. <laughs> like, like <laughs> way to shit on us. <laughs> I mean, look, I know it's true, but damn. <laughs> I, mean, I want to... Um, no, I can't. I was going to say, at least the one thing I could hold my own. I can't hold shit. It would, he'd be waiting with like on a Barca lounger sipping Mai Tai somewhere by the time I got done with that race. Oh, my God. Yeah, if, <laughs> if I finished it. He could probably do the race four times before I did it once. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm only doing 40s. <laughs> He's doing the 4 by 100 by the time I get done with the 40. Yeah. <laughs> You got the whole relay done before I get done with the first leg. He ran every leg of it. Right. I, he, he ran, just lapping me. I'm looking at him going by like, no, yes. stop. Make it stop. Um, so that, I mean, that's the back to school experience has been, I, I mean, look, I got to say, I, I think it's been better at least this year for me. And I don't know why. I just feel like there's been less issues than mm-hmm. in the past. I mean, look, last year we had the bus issue where the, we were missing like three or four buses from the elementary school. So everybody had to drive their kid to school. Yeah. So that probably sucked. This year we got all the buses. There's none of the traffic issues. Um, first year for middle school. Like, I'm not too worried about the academics part. I'm more worried about the kid, like the kids getting bullied. Like today, they're riding the bus home, and there's like, I think there's about eight girls that are in sixth grade, just in our neighborhood. So they get all get on the bus together, and they're all friendly, and there's none of the girl drama yet. Yeah. Uh, well, I know. I mean, these girls have been friends for a long time. They've all like, known each other since they were babies. So for the most part, and, and don't get me wrong, like the, they've they've kind of they, they there's little clicks within the group now, mm-hmm. but. It's not like clicks where like they're unfriendly with each other. Yeah, they're still all friendly to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they just happen like you know you, you find best friends, right? It, it kind of yeah. happens. So they're sitting on the bus on the way home from school, and some goon, some eighth grader—I don't even know if it's a boy or girl—decides to throw an empty Gatorade bottle toward the front of the bus, and it hits a girl in the back of the head. Or no no it, the Gatorade bottle missed and hit next to the it hit the seat next to my daughter, 
But someone decided to throw a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm hoping it was in a bag, but it hits it hits one of the girls, right? Nobody says shit because you can't. The younger ones don't say shit to the older ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bus driver just wants to get them off the bus, whatever it may be. Yeah. Of course, the parents are probably shitty people. Didn't raise the kid right because they're throwing shit on a bus. Yeah. Because they think they're hot shit. Um. And of course, it's it's what the fourth day of school. I was like, fuck, we gotta. It's like, okay, this is an eighth grader. Raise your fucking kid. Yeah. But this is, so this is the only issue I've seen so far. The teachers seem nice. We It was weird they did back to school night, like, the third day of school. Hmm. Like, you haven't even done anything. What are you going to tell me? Yeah. And so they basically just go over how they're running their cl- classroom. And it was fine, though. Um, <clears throat> but no, it, the thing I was always worried about with middle school were the shithead kids. Because there's always, like, look, I, my first year of middle school when I was in sixth grade, I basically spent the entire year trying just avoid fights. Mm-hmm. Because there was always someone looking for a fight. There was someone always trying to think they were big, tough shit. Yeah. And they were looking to fight somebody. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much just kept my head down, just try to stay out of the way. Yeah. Um. And then, and then I moved out of that area and went to upstate New York. And that's where I went to seventh grade and eighth grade. Um, It was just much different. It wasn't, I mean, there was some of that, but there wasn't a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's, it, it, I don't know if it's this area, but there's definitely just, it's like, all right, if something happens to my kid, do I have to go beat up an eighth grader and, their, and, <laughs> and, and his dad? Yeah. Like, look, okay. You raise a shithead kid. Now there's some consequences for it. Yeah. You know, it, so are you taking the ass whooping for him? Right. Or am I going to take him and then fight? Like, who's, take, who's taking the baseball bat to the knee? Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what's going on. Yeah. Not, I can't fight. Yeah. I'm taking a baseball bat. <laughs> I, will, I don't have to fight. I don't have to fight fair. It's it's a street fight. It's, yeah. not, it's not fucking it's not in a UFC, ring. Yeah, it's not a cage no. fight. There's no rules of this. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you can either teach your kid not to be a shithead or you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. And shoot, I don't even got to fight you. I'll just, in the middle of the night, slash your fucking tires. I'll kill your fucking car. Right. I don't really care. Whatever whatever I can do to cause you some fucking misery that your kid is causing my kid, it will be done. And you can do whatever the fuck you want to me. Because yeah. you're a grown-ass adult. But you're not going to fuck with my kid, and your kid's not going to fuck with my kid. Not happening. Because mm-hmm. my kid's a nice kid. She's not going to do anything. Yeah. She's that, she's that kid. And that's the problem. And that's where I blame all this stupid zero tolerance nonsense. It's enabling, empowering the bullies. And we've talked about this before. When the, th- when the threat of getting punched in the mouth is real, mm-hmm. things get checked. When you shoot off at the mouth and you might legit get punched in the mouth, you don't shoot off at the mouth. Well, by having all this zero tolerance stuff, the bullies know, and they don't give a shit anyway, that the good kids aren't going to stick up for themselves because if they do, they get in as much trouble as the bully did. Right. Would get into. So it's like, it's just, it's, 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 it's like, it's like doing the whole, um, the, the whole, uh, uh, gun free zone. You know, this is a gun free zone. So the criminal's like, oh, <laughs> easy pickets, right? Easy targets. No one here is armed. The law-abiding people aren't armed. 
And I'm obviously a shithead criminal, so I don't care about the side. So when you do that zero to zero tolerance stuff, you're removing the the any check on the bully because there was getting punched in the mouth. Well, now the good kid's not going to punch him in the mouth. So I've always had a problem with it. And it's lazy. It, it removes them from having to make a decision. Right. So they can say, just like when people lean on policy. Oh, that's policy. Okay, well, your policy's stupid. Like the kid that just got... Did you see the the viral, the, the video that's going around, the kid that had the Gadsden flag on his backpack? Yes. And first of all, that flag's been around forever. It's, it doesn't have roots in slavery or the slave trade. Um, in fact, the U.S. Navy working uniform or ACUs, it's an optional patch. Um, it's called the uh, the U.S. Navy First Jack. It's like the one of the first flags they ever flew. And that's on their uniform. That flag actually flies off the USS Constitution. It flew on every commissioned warship from 2002 to 2019. She's just, oh, that's policy. Your policy's wrong. You are wrong. You're enforcing bad policy. But because you're a coward, you're going to lean on the policy. Because it removes you from having to make a decision. Was it the teacher or the administrator in the video? I don't know who that was. I think it was an administrator or a counselor or something. So, but the thing is, like, the they were wrong. It's not correct. So, now, have certain people that they might find politically disagreeable taken that flag and used it as a as their symbol sure but don't tell me that it comes from slavery when it doesn't right well i mean but the counter argument to that is look at look at what happened with the swastika right it used to be a pagan symbol mm-hmm. it, it, it was, every culture on earth has that same symbol right. but because it's been because it's affiliated with such a bad individual that's in a bad movement that is now the symbol of that movement right but, but the pagans don't get it they don't get to say oh no it was ours first yeah <laughs> no one's nope that that's the swastika yeah. that's the nazi flag yeah, and, and i get i understand the theory behind that argument yeah but that is a huge stretch so yeah just to find people that that you disagree with politically well but that's what they do anyway they're Nazis. Well, so at this point, I mean, everybody's far right at this point. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, it, like Jimmy Dore is far right. Joe yeah. Rogan's far right. Yeah, like do you know how many times on on Twitter or X or whatever the heck you want to call it now? Like whenever we make a point, and people can't actually argue against the point, they literally say, "Oh, look, these guys, these guys listen to Joe Rogan." Yeah, like. Okay, what? So we listen to someone who sits down with actual experts and listens to them. That's horrible. Yeah, right. Someone who sits and listens to people—it's horrible. Well, having your ideas yeah. challenged is horrible. That—that's also horrible. You know, how dare you? So, you know, because they've take their ideas are part of themselves, their their identity. So now, because their ideas are part of their identity. When you question their idea, they're, I've had plenty of bad ideas. Most of my teenage years and 20s were full of bad ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not afraid to say, yeah, that was a dumb idea. 
you know, hell, the name of this podcast was initially a dumb idea. It was. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, but to go, so once, so once a thought enters into your head, it becomes a part of your identity and you're married to it. Like that to me is the most ridiculous, because I've had a lot of bad thoughts that, you know, like, you know, someone pisses you off in line, like, man, I want to punch that dude in the back of the head. So if someone say, hey, you know, that's probably not a good idea. Today, in the line at, at the supermarket, I need to buy half and half. So I'm standing there. Uh, we had just left baseball practice. My kid's standing there, dusty in his baseball gear. You know, perfectly established procedure. The one bank of the self-checkout line is out. The other one is operating. So whoever's kind of milling around there, if they were there before you were, that's the line. This guy just walks right past me to the empty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't standing here or anything. I told you what happened one time, and, right? No, I, so... Tell me after this. So, oh, sorry. So my idea that had that popped into my head is I wanted to smash and like and you look like a douchebag. I wanted to smash his dumb head through the scanner, like scan this motherfucker, right? <laughs> but that was a bad idea. I didn't go through with it because it was a dumb idea. So, but because that idea form is that now part of my identity? If anyone anyone questions that idea and that thought process, like. They're questioning my very existence. Like, no, that's dumb. Well, it's because people, I mean, people have formed their friendships around these ideas. I mean, it's it's the idea behind identity politics, right? Mm -hmm. It is my identity. These people are my friends because this is my identity. Yeah. And if I say word one against what what the belief was... Mm -hmm. My friends will turn on me, and I won't have any friends. Yeah. So I won't have my tribe. Right. You know, and and some of the the big one of the biggest fears in humans is being alone. Yeah. It's really scary when you like, for example, when you lose your job, you're alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your future is uncertain. Your safety net is gone. Right. Yeah. And so these people, and it's the same on the right and the left. If they say anything to agree with the other side, mm-hmm. they're so afraid that the people that they've become just entrenched with and friends with, they're afraid they're going to be ostracized if they have if they actually say what they think with some common sense and agree with somebody else. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where we're at right now. Well, and that's that's true because I have some, I have friends that are all across. And, you know, we just, but I'll disagree on a lot of things, but I'll tell you that I'm much more likely to show my support for left wing or more liberal ideas in front of my more conservative friends that I'm much more comfortable doing that than talking about conservative ideas that I support in front of my liberal or lefty friends. Yeah. Because they are, they will snap in a heartbeat. The reaction is completely different. Conservative guys are like, yeah, that's dumb. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, it makes sense to me. Like, okay. Or, or they'll have a civil conversation with yeah. you. Yeah. They won't yell you down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, it, if you if you, if you you say something against someone who's left-leaning, it's in, like you get instant disgust from them. Yeah. Like rather than talking about it to see if maybe you have a point, Mm-hmm. Or just to hear where someone else is coming from, 
it's instead it's just oh what do you mean yeah how do you how do you believe that i can't believe you believe that mm-hmm. like, well slow down there maybe if you listen you would yeah. understand the other point of view but they they don't it's instant it's instant just offense yeah how how quickly can i be offended that you don't agree with me mm-hmm. and i'm not going to argue the point i'm just going to tell you you're a shitty person to attack you yes and that's the one like how can you tell when someone's lost you know argument when they switch to personal attacks right you know and and that's so like i just don't even bother to engage because I have friendships that I really value mm-hmm. that are built on other things that, eh, I just won't talk about that with that person because I don't feel like going down that road. And they may react to the point where, you know, you're dead to me. The, and, pro- the problem is that they try and interject that into a conversation because mm-hmm. they just, they want you to validate them so badly. Yeah. And it, then it becomes, you're the one that has to stay quiet. Mm-hmm. where they can keep saying this shit to try and get you into the conversation. And they know and they know when you don't engage, then they either drop it or they'll try and insert it again later. Yeah. It's very subtle. And if you then engage and say, well, I don't agree with you. Well, why? What do you mean? Yeah. It's like it's like an it's like an instant trigger. Mm-hmm. Like we were like we were sitting at lunch one day, and a, f- a family member was like, "I don't see how anyone votes for Trump." <laughs> now look, I don't vote for Trump, but I all I said was, and I said it very calmly. I said, "Well, I can I can see how someone would vote for him," and it was like I is I I lit a candle. Oh yeah, I lit the firecracker by just by saying. Well, I see how they could. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and then of course, then I start. I try to like, like diffuse the situation. I was like, like I'm not saying I voted for the guy, but I'm just saying I can see how someone would. Yeah. And that didn't help. But, but what's what's the? Here's the thing. Like, why should you have to diffuse anything? Right. They're, they're the one that's unstable. Yeah. You know? And because you want to keep the peace. Right. And that's the thing, like, you know, when you and you can ask the same question, like, who the hell would vote for Joe Biden? You know? And but I know there are plenty of people who would vote for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. You know, that and they all give valid good reasons why they would. Um Hell, in twenty sixteen I probably would have voted for him. But all depends on who's running against. Yeah, I guess. So, you know, um, but that election was promised to Hillary as part of the deal to make her drop out in 2008 against Obama. Like that was the whole freaking thing, you know. Um, that's people don't remember Bernie. Bernie was all, was really in the hunt for that in that primary. Oh yeah, season. And then people also don't remember how the DNC kind of screwed Bernie's camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, with, they screwed him big with Debbie Wasserman Schultz. You know, it, people don't remember that. They and, and Bernie kind of fell into the background. He did not press the issue like he could have. 
he could have split that Democrat Party in two. Yeah. Because of that. He could have exposed all of it even more, but there was a lot of media suppression with that. Yeah. Um, they never really went into the full detail of how the DNC screwed Bernie mm-hmm. by withholding files, withholding donor information. I mean, they they did not give him any help whatsoever after he started to pile up a couple wins. Yep. And... What they don't, I don't think a lot of people on the left realize how many people that were going to vote for Bernie probably end up voting for Trump. I, I yeah. think there were probably quite a few because they were just so pissed that that the Hillary campaign would do that to a fellow Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that kind of made for like they always talk about the never Trump people. Yep. Well, I think some of the Democrats that were saying never Hillary because of that situation with Bernie. Mm-hmm. That was bad. That, that, people don't remember that. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, after the 2016 election, there were uh, uh, House uh, House of Representatives uh, Democrats that contested the election just like they did this uh, in 2020. What are we in now? Yeah, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um just like the Republicans did. And then all the Democrats said, oh, you're insurrectionist, you're, you're treasonous for doing this. Well, it was funny because someone put a compilation of the House of, uh, the, the people from the House that were, were doing the same thing. And oddly enough, um, just like Mike Pence was gaveling them down in 2020, Joe Biden was then the vice president, was gaveling down yeah. the Democrats saying, we're not doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're doing the same thing. Yeah, but now all of a sudden it's now it's awful. Yeah, it's like so. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how we got from to this from back to school. But, yeah, you know who knows? It's good. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be this show if we just didn't go off on a tangent and end up somewhere else. But we hope you like the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh, thank you to Brian Chilling of Long and Foster Real Estate in Annapolis, and cheers and spirits. Uh, in the Arnold Station Plaza for all your uh, wine and alcoholic beverage needs. We appreciate you listening. Please share with a friend, and we hope to see you next time.